escaping death this hour? Jack, when one comes face to face with not only one's doom, but the doom of one's beloved wife and beloved dog, and one, well, me, and I had to stand manfully and protect them with urine running down my leg, I stood manfully, and I will tell you that tale. I suppose we should touch on the growing uh, movement of impeachment at some point. I, I just, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I need, think it's kind of funny. Marshall's got it in his news. You need to be aware of it. It's, uh, it's a conversation that's being had. The people in leadership positions say no, so for now, I'd say no. But well, yeah, I just, More on I that later. I don't even want to talk about it at all. All right, maybe during the three-day uh, weekend that we took, I recaptured my sense of humor, but I'm, I'm back to being amused by all of this. Uh, also, I still have no capacity for joy. That's a shame. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of sadness, we will also be uh, reporting in full live team coverage of the four-day Nicolas Cage marriage and the uh, divorce and or annulment and his uh, sweet ex-Las Vegas drunk wife. Uh, that whole tale, it's... Uh, okay, I do... I, I, I would just tell you this. I do like those stories for some reason. It's I will, weird. I will tell you this as a public service. If you are at this moment in Las Vegas, you are at this moment inebriated, and you are at this moment in love with someone you have just met, I beg you, <laughs> wait until you've heard this story before <laughs> rushing off to the Elvis Chapel and, and, and signing the forms. Because there could be a downside, is what you're saying. As it turns out... That's not the greatest life plan, so stay tuned. Uh, and also, celebrity-wise, and this actually has some real uh, ramifications, Charlize Theron has announced that her seven-year-old is uh, transgender. Oh, for the love of heaven. And uh, so you know we'll what? get into that. I don't think Charlize... All right. Never we'll get mind. into that coming up. Yeah. Yes, we will. So is this new? Uh, ISIS is claiming responsibility for those horrible bombings. In Sri Lanka. Yeah, it's 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 newish. Last 24 hours, whether it's legit or not, who knows? I, certainly I looks it like certainly ISIS. certainly could be. Certainly looks like ISIS. Yeah, exactly. Horrific lack of regard for humankind. Absolutely savage, indefensible religious zealotry. Yeah, it sounds like ISIS to me. Over 300 dead, 500 some wounded, many of them very badly. There's a video out today where you can track the one guy with a uh, bomb in his backpack walking into the church, walking by people and their little kids right. in their Easter best before he kills them. Yeah. It's just, you, you, you know, you've seen this sort of stuff over the years. You just can't even imagine how you ever get into that mindset to where you think you're doing the work of God or something. Imp- it's you, you can't even, it doesn't make any sense to be well, a rational human being. And the story out Right now is that it was vengeance for the uh, the awful uh, New Zealand shooting in which some sort of uh, xenophobe, anti-Muslim lunatic shot up a mosque. You know, I would point out to the good folks of ISIS that uh, that was one idiot who was condemned by everybody in the Western world, in the Christian world, called out for his ideology and his hate, condemned. Now, you slaughtering a bunch of Christians in Sri Lanka, for the love of God, that's not going to help. That's going to make it worse. Of course, these people want a, a Muslim versus Christian war, well, a Muslim and, versus modernity war. And I wonder if it's going to happen at some point. The 
There are cultures that are aggressive and growing, and there are cultures that are submissive and shrinking. And Christianity and Western civilization, as they go together, have been submissive and shrinking for decades now. Mm-hmm. And so you have these various things happen around the world. There were there have been so many Christians slaughtered around the Middle East with no response from anybody, really. They just get slaughtered, right? Usually by 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 uh, Muslims of some sort. Happens all the time, including uh, among our fine allies. Or Islamists go in and and blow up some various, you know, fifteen uh, hundred year old church, and people just shrug and say, "Isn't that awful?" Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, do Christians around the world say, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, no, you're not," and and they get together. And I don't advocate this, but it's the history of the world, and they decide, you know what, we're not putting up with this anymore. Right, right. I wonder if that ever happens, or do you just, I don't know. I don't know what's, I, I, I'd be surprised if it doesn't go that direction at some point. It will in some places, it's what, yeah. it's what I've been saying in the United States about the whole, the left with Antifa and all this sort of stuff. And you get to show up to a Trump rally and beat people down, but nobody's showing up to Bernie rallies and beating people down. At some point, that will change. Right. Uh, and right. that's going to be bad. But, you know, at some point, both sides are going to get a say in the violence. Mm -hmm. And then it's on. This is one of the greatest and starkest examples of xenophilia, I think, is out there. You have activists in the U.S., mostly lefties, who will decry uh, what they call Islamophobia um, at every turn. I mean, the the silliest and and, and dumbest examples of it and or legitimate examples of people uh, hurting Muslims who don't have it coming. They are absolutely hardcore on that. But the idea of Christians being slaughtered around the world, I mean, killed, murdered, children, set on fire, horrific crimes. You don't have an ounce of of concern about that. You never talk about it, do you? You never tweet about that. You never Facebook about it. Why is that? Well, because you've been seduced by this this idea that that which is not American or not Christian or not majority is to be worshipped and loved. And anything that is in the majority, to hell with it. And because you live in a country that's majority Christian for now, uh, you think, therefore, uh, you know, that compassion need not exist. It's an idiotic notion. It's ideology trumping common sense and, and intelligence and reasonableness. And I just I don't get it. It's bizarre to me. Anybody who gets slaughtered for their religion anywhere on Earth, it's terrible. Why would you not condemn that? I don't know. How, how do you have no consistency on that level? How do you accept bigotry in one direction but condemn it in the other? There's something wrong with your thinking. And that sounds a little harsh, perhaps, and I don't mean to be a meanie, but think about it. Tucker Carlson was pointing out all the, the, the tweets from politicians and headlines from the media about how Easter worshipers were slaughtered. Nobody's saying Christians were slaughtered. Right. right. Nobody worships Easter. It's silly. Here you have it. Hillary Clinton. My heart breaks for New Zealand and the global Muslim community. We must continue to fight the perpetuation and normalization of Islamophobia and racism in all its forms. White supremacist terrorists must be condemned by leaders everywhere. Their murderous hatred must be stopped. So what you have there is a specific identification of the victims and then a an identification of the perpetrator and his ideology and a condemnation thereof. Now, in contrast... On this holy weekend for many faiths, hmm. we must stand united against hatred and violence. I'm praying for everyone affected by today's horrific attack on Easter worshippers and travelers in Sri Lanka. She didn't choose those words. She didn't dash that off. No. She didn't choose those words haphazardly. She specifically did not say Christians were attacked. Right. And certainly didn't say Christians were attacked by Muslims. Uh, Islamists or jihadists or anything. 
Here's um, Barack Obama. The attacks on tourists and Easter worshipers in Sri Lanka are an attack on humanity. On a day dedicated to love, redemption, and renewal, we pray for the victims and stand with the people of Sri Lanka. Fine as it goes, but in stark contrast to earlier specific condemnations of an ideology. This um, isn't just an Obama-Clinton Cooley thing, though. and Castro also used the phrase Easter worshipers. Yeah, but that's not just a left thing. That It's bothered me for years. It, it, that it, Bush started it. it. It started after 9-11 with this whole, we've got to really be careful that we don't you know, make it sound like we believe a lot of Muslims are behind this and that has anything to do with it. Right. And various attacks that happened after 9-11 when Bush was in the White House. There was, there was so much concern about a Muslim backlash at any point. Right. Or a backlash against Muslims at any point. Just bent over backwards. When does that end? That's an interesting question. I will tell you this. There are two defenses for Hillary and Barack's vagueness. One, and I'm not saying they're solid defenses or you should believe them, but that's the defense being offered, is is that one that you mentioned. It's just a strategy look. we got to keep things calm till we can modernize these people. We can't. Join in the narrative of us versus them or them versus us. We got to stay away from that. Now, some people think that's a smart strategy. Some people think it's suicidal. I'll leave that aside. The other thing is, old the Hilda Beast might not have had the specifics available when she tweeted her vague and strange uh, verbiage that everybody else used the same verbiage. So maybe she didn't know the group had been identified. And all. It was obvious. The I mean, group was identified within hours. Yeah, I they know. knew who it was immediately because it's, they got uh, intelligence. Uh, 10 days ago on who was going to attack them, and the government didn't act on it. Yeah, I just don't know if Hillary knew that. Well, then she wouldn't read in the papers. Those are the only possible defenses at 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 the time. I don't buy that one at all. The other one is definitely a strategy. Right. It's a... But I don't think that's the history of the world. I don't think the history of the world is, we're not going to call out who's doing this, and we're going to kind of lay back and try to bring you up to speed on modernity or or caring about people. I don't think that's the history of the world. Right. Uh, The one great flaw, I think, of Barack Obama, who's a very smart guy and I think thought he was doing the right thing as president. I hated a lot of his policies, but he's a very smart guy. The one great flaw in his character, I think, is he overbelieves in his ability to talk the the world's population into going along with him. He's he way overestimates his own charisma in terms of being able to reach, you know, the people. I mean, for instance, in uh, a lot of our allies, uh, countries, Saudi Arabia, Oman, UAE, whatever. The the overwhelming majorities, like 70, 80 percent, believe that anybody who converts from Islam to Christianity should be put to death. Virtually everybody in those countries believes that. And and, and Barry's going to give a couple of persuasive speeches and or pretend that Muslims didn't slaughter Christians and and therefore keep everything calm till he can reason with all, everybody and bring modernity to that part of the world. It's you know what? It's it's a really interesting theory and and kind of a sweet one, kind of a nice one. And I wish it were true. I just don't think it is. Yeah, well, that that's true. But. Not making it about Barack Obama. It, the entire Western civilization has been doing this for decades now. It's right. been retreating and ashamed of itself. Mm-hmm. And anytime something bad happens, somehow we caused it, and we just need to be nicer, then maybe they won't act that way. Right. And that's not the history of the world. No, that sounds like uh, abused spouse syndrome to me. I made him angry. I need to do better. That's why I got beaten. Seems a lot like that. 
Now, that's not to say that we shouldn't be addressing our sins and excesses and mistakes, because we absolutely should be. But you can't allow yourself to be beaten or it's going to keep happening. What would you take, if you were an Islamist, what would you take from the reaction of the Western world over the last decades? They're weak and in retreat. Absolutely. And you can do a lot of this stuff, and there's not going to be that much retaliation. If any. We'll see. Um, I do want to hear about Nicolas Cage's uh, marriage, as more details are out. His four-day Las Vegas marriage, Jack? I, <laughs> I found it hilarious when I was reading about it a couple of weeks ago. And I got to tell you about Charlize Theron's kid, because uh, that fits into a political question of the day. Wow, a little celebrity news uh, for you while I'm facing down death all weekend long. Great, fine, or maybe I'll tell you that tale. So you too, like me, can be prepared. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is some low-level trolling. This isn't even good trolling. (laughs) Is it 10 o'clock yet? That's the best part of the show when it's over. (laughs) Thank you for that text. (laughs) Yeah, you need work on your trolling. (laughs) Anywho, I didn't watch any of the town hall last night with all your uh, major presidential candidates. Uh, I, uh, I somehow missed that. I took yeah, in a lot of news, but I missed that. Clips. I don't know. More on that later. Again, They're all going to be asked about impeachment because Elizabeth Warren came out over the weekend and said she's for impeachment. So now they're all the candidates are going to have to have a position on that because they're all going to be asked about it. Poor Liz Warren, desperate for any support from any quarter. All of a sudden, she's nobody. Yeah. She can't get support in her own state. She's like in third place, fourth place in her own states. Humiliating. Uh, I was in my own state over the weekend. My uh, my wife and I took a we we headed up to the mountains um, on the three day weekend to uh, what I refer to as the walled compound. It's our little cabin out in the woods. It's it's a single twelve foot square room, dirt floor, wood stove, and an outhouse out back. Awesome. Um, but anyway, so there we were. We were talking, taking our uh, dog Baxter. You don't know Baxter. He's uh, He's of mixed race. He's half black lab and half border collie. So we we're taking him for a walk in uh, down at the end of our street is a big vacant lot on like a ridge overlooking a river. And it's beautiful. And, and I lust for it all the time. But it's not going to happen. But anyway, but we we walked out into this. And it, the when I say a lot, it's like three and a half acres. Um, out on a ridge by the river and there are rocks and, 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 and you know trees and all sorts of stuff and lots lots and lots of bushes which kind of factors into this. So uh so we get to toward the end of it where you go up a rise and then you can see the river and the rocks and the rest of it and and Judy and Baxter like 20 yards behind me and to my right like downhill a little bit. Cuz I can't keep up with you. Yeah, I'm I'm like a machine, more machine than man. <laughs> I'm like a mountain goat. 
Actually, it's a good thing I'm not a mountain goat, as it turns out. So I get up over this ridge, and I'm looking down at the beautiful rock formation in, in the river. Or I just turn my eyes that way, and I wish I could drop an S-bomb on the show, because that would make the story a lot better. And I said, holy spit, because there is a big, beautiful mountain lion 50 yards away, maybe? I mean, I could have hit it with a baseball. Oh, that's all right. He's more afraid of you all than you are. You're in his territory, mate. Well, that may be. <laughs> if he was more afraid of me than him, he was pretty afraid. <laughs> but, but I tell you what, it was, it was the classic. He saw me just as I saw him. And I could tell looking at him, we had a moment. And both of us were thinking, holy crap, I didn't expect to run into anybody. Because, you know, this is pretty wildernessy where we were. And uh, when I said, holy ship, um, he, he looked at me and started to trot down the mountain. And I decided to, to yell at him and wave my arms to make sure. Having read about mountain lion encounters for the purpose of being up there in the woods. Do you hike and, with a knife in your teeth? I assume you do. Uh, usually. Do you have a knife in your teeth? Usually, except when Judy and I are trying to talk because it gets just like this after a while. <laughs> hey, honey, you want to go out to eat tonight or cook at home? With the knife in the teeth. Um, <laughs> but I tell you what, dude. That adrenaline going through you for a while, that, that stays with you. I probably should have gotten some work done around the house or something. So did he wander off, or did he attack you and you fought him to the well, death? Well, I, I should show you the text I sent to some friends. It was a fanciful description of what might have happened. No, he trotted off, and, and we retreated slowly, mm. as you're supposed to do. Marshall's News Act, Armstrong and Getty Show. Forgot to tell you the mountain lion that I stared down like David Crockett, hundred to one hundred and twenty-five pounds, I would guess, uh, like a like a very large dog. You could have taken it with your hand and foot speed. I could have been eaten by it. Uh, no, no, no. You know what? We made we made the mistake. We'd gotten lax. We used to make more noise when we were out in the wildernessy areas, but after having our shotgun shack up there for three years, we just kind of gotten lax about it. Because you never see those beasts, probably because you're making noise. Because they are famously very, very shy. Right. Uh, but no, we, it was also a windy day, so we'd have been having to make a lot of noise unless the thing was downwind, which it happened not to be. But yeah, it came around the corner, there's a mountain lion. Hello! And he says, whoa, where, why are you, this is, this. and then we retreated. I tell you what, the hardest part is, because I, I have Cleaning red. your pants? <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I was wearing dark yeah. jeans. Um, the because what you're supposed to do with a mountain lion, it don't turn and run because it'll trigger its uh, hunting instincts. Right. Um, you're supposed to make yourself big and scary and make noise and 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 that sort of thing. The hardest thing when you have that much adrenaline pumping through you is to very slowly and very casually move in the other direction, but like you're kind of not moving in the other direction. I could so whoop your ass. I'm going to back up a little right now, but I'm going to keep facing you. But I could kick your... I'm going to back up a little more now and not turn tail and just run. Right, but, especially know. with a pant load. Uh, <laughs> well, it's tough to run with a pant load. You know, and listen, I'm fully aware... Oh, two more points, very quickly. I'm fully aware that two adults with a 75-pound dog are the last thing in the world a mountain lion is going to mess with. I, I know that. Second thing is... I was tweeting about this over the weekend, 
And a number of people said, oh, man, make sure Baxter isn't out alone. Keep him safe. The rest of it. Just concern for right. my dog. And you got one guy who comes in. Quit fear mongering. Mountain lion attacks on dogs almost never happen. And dogs tree mountain lions all the time. And blah, 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 blah. I'm like, dude, it's a nice little story. People are concerned for the dog. Is, is anger just inevitable online on social media? Yes. Apparently it is. Actually, I've got a story related to that. Why Sri Lanka shut down social media after the bombings. Mm. And, and why you shouldn't get uh, married drunk in Las Vegas. It's uh, it's pretty interesting stuff. Stay tuned for all that. Right now, news with Marsha Phillips. House Democrat leaders trying to tamp down talk about impeachment following the release of the Mueller report. During a conference call ahead yesterday, the leadership reportedly refused to commit to beginning impeachment proceedings. Other Dems reportedly pushing for the impeachment, saying the report presents enough evidence for them to act and act now. Well, during last night's string of CNN town halls, Democrats running for presidential nomination were asked about Congress and whether they should begin the impeachment proceedings. Bernie Sanders, for one, warned against talking impeachment, but was in favor of the House conducting its own investigation into obstruction of justice. It goes without saying that the Congress has got to take a hard look at that, uh, a hard and do a hard investigation. Now, during her town hall, Elizabeth Warren was the first to call for impeachment. Impeachment now, saying during that meeting, if any other human being in this country had done what's documented in the Mueller report, they would be arrested and put in jail. Senator, Kamala- that's some good politics, but it's absolutely not true. Senator Kamala Harris joining the chorus. We have very good reason to believe that there is an investigation that has been conducted which has produced evidence that tells us that this president and his administration engaged in obstruction of justice. I believe Congress should take the steps towards impeachment. Wow. She's a top-tier candidate, unlike Elizabeth Warren. Top-tier but fading, Jack. She's lost 5% of support in recent weeks. To Buttigieg? Yeah, well, yeah, probably. They don't track that, but that seems to be the trend. Where will Biden be on this question when he gets in tomorrow? I mean, the first time he talks to a reporter, right. the first question they'll ask him is, does he support impeachment? I'll bet he goes with the adult point of view. I'll bet he does, too. With I think the grown-up. That would be political suicide. Congress is investigating. Let him investigate. Impeachment would be silly, he'll say. We'll see. You got the majority in the House. You would impeach him. Yep. But the trial, you got to get two-thirds, 67 senators. Right. You'd have to get, what, 20 Republicans to sign on? That ain't going to happen, unless there's some new information that comes out. Is there political value in pushing it that far so then you have a record of who was for and against impeaching him in the Senate? Yeah, it, there's great political value mm-hmm. in pushing it, but yeah. not to the point that it happens. If you push it to the point that it happens, the American people will go nuts, electorally speaking. But you get credit. You get credit in your base. You raise funds. You get names on mailing lists, etc. For acting like you're in favor. I think what's going to happen if I'm a Democrat and want to get Trump out. I think what's going to happen is the is the perfect sweet spot. You bring all these people up there. You subpoena. You bring them up there and you question them. Like it looks just like an impeachment hearing. You get all the information out there and all the we're going after the bad guy, without the mucking up the works of impeachment. Yeah, I think you're right. My question being asked these days, is Netflix to blame for the decline in sex? An article in the Wall Street Journal said some experts think binge-watching shows is a new form of birth control for a lot of couples. 
Lead author from a related 2017 study says, if you're watching something streaming, the next episode's immediately available. There are no commercials where you could look over and say, honey, you look cute tonight. There's a a pause button. It saves where you stop. No, 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 no. That's not the way it is. Marshall, you're right. It is. It's it's seductive, Mm -hmm. ironically speaking. I believe my marriage may be a victim of catching up on Game of Thrones syndrome. Really? Yes. Mm. I'm, the the watching, we have time for one more episode if uh-huh. we start right now, which takes you to when you absolutely must go to sleep. Yeah. Yes. As opposed to occupying that time otherwise. The National Center for Health Statistics, we've talked about this re- before, has reported as of 2017 fertility rates drop below what's needed for the population to replace itself. Well, with our uh, pyramid scheme of the social services, your uh, Medicare oh. and your your Social Security crumbling, right. which we'll talk about a little bit more later, the, the latest numbers are that they are dying. They will be broke very, very soon. Combined with a shrinking population? Uh-huh. Gee, what will we do? How about we Im- import millions of people, legal or illegal? Young workers. And let's pretend we're against it while we do it. It's just so obvious. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Yeah, the alternative, Squawky, yeah. being uh, that politicians ask of the electorate to be responsible and be grown-ups about all this, which is not going to happen. Say, look, we're just we're taking in less than we're spending. we got to either take in more or spend less. We need huge reforms. It's going to be tough, folks. Who's with me? No one. So Pete Buttigieg is climbing the polls, but uh, his husband gave his first comments over the weekend, and he's a little, uh, he's a little uh, more freewheeling than your average presidential candidate's spouse. So I just think it's something to keep an eye on. You never know. That happens with couples, isn't it? You got the one super buttoned up one and the other one that's not. Reminds me of the four-day Nicolas Cage marriage, Jen. (laughs) In a lot of ways. (laughs) But you want to tell us about it? I can't wait. Um, Isn't there some funny Klobuchar speaking of presidential candidates? Yeah, why don't we come back with that? It's our favorite new Amy Klobuchar clip. Okay, and she's a grown-up in the race. We'll hear from her coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Every single time I have run, I have won every single congressional district in my state, including Michelle Bachman's. Okay? It's when you guys are supposed to cheer, okay? <laughs> All right, so. Jeb with ovaries. Oh, Amy Klobuchar. No. Please clap. Please clap. Please clap. There's, I, that's where you're supposed to clap. I had, I had read about it. It's not as embarrassing as Jeb's, but it's, it's, it's in that arena, no doubt. Yes. Man, yes. if, you, if you don't get applause on your applause line or a laugh on your laugh line, you just got to move on. 
It's, it's it's the smart person with no connection instincts or or insufficient connection instincts. I mean, obviously, she's gotten elected to pretty high office, but yeah. you know, you can get that through connections and just status, and, and your name is known, etc. Like Jeb Bush, who seems like a thoroughly decent fellow, sure, but he gets to his applause line. There's silence. Please clap. Please clap. I mean, who says that or who says, you know, this? And every single time I have run, I have won every single congressional district in my state, including Michelle Bachman's. Okay? It's when you guys are supposed to cheer. Okay? (laughs) All right. So. She's running Hmm. in the reasonable, uh, not a crazy person lane. Yes. It'll be interesting to see if that works since Biden's probably getting into that lane, too. But more on that maybe, I don't know, a month from now as there are 560 days to go. So, I have long enjoyed Nicolas Cage as an actor. I would say a fair percentage of the 960 movies he's made, I've I've found fairly entertaining. He's done some crap, though. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying a fair percentage. I think he he just, I think he has resting curious face, and so the hmm, I'm trying to get to the bottom of this. He's very good at that. Your national treasure movies and. He's great in Raising Arizona. If he'd oh, only yeah. made yeah. Raising Arizona, I would love Nick Cage. It's, you know, it's one of those things. It's like a band that has just one of the greatest song ever. Then the rest of their output is, you know, not great. You still got to love them. Oscar winner, Nicholas Cage. Yes! He's, uh, he's had a bit of a, an up-and-down uh, life, relationship-wise. And uh, the latest chapter was... Uh, he and his girlfriend were incoherent, hammered drunk in Vegas. On and off girlfriend. Bit of a volatile relationship, don't you know? And the uh, 55-year-old actor married his his uh, companion, Erica Koike. Feeling Koike. Um, after a, drink, a night of drinking in Las Vegas, uh, he filed for annulment four days later explaining he was too drunk to adequately agree to the big decision. Mm. Now it's gotten interesting. As, Took four days to figure that out, though. Uh, yes, and or he was calling his lawyers back and forth and the rest of it. Uh, interestingly enough, though, according to a report from TMZ, Miss Clakey agreed to a divorce, but doesn't agree that impulsiveness qualifies it for an annulment. Which, if you're not familiar with the terminology, is essentially saying this marriage never were it was. What's what's it was the, just silly. What's the difference? Is it money? Is that what? Ah, or is it a religious thing? With she the... believes she's eligible for spousal support. Oh God! Having been married to him for four days. Right. Well, of course she is. Clakey claims she's lost career opportunities during the relationship as a result of her damaged reputation. You know, I'll believe you're a real feminist when you stand up to some of these divorce laws in various places. I'll believe you're a real feminist if you change the laws that were designed for back in the day when a woman was uneducated and had no job prospects and was going to be destitute if her husband left her. Since that's no longer the case, they should change the laws. Jack, you don't think a little lady is going to go off and get a job? What? Oh, no. So anyway, uh, she claims she's lost career opportunities. Cage has responded. And I'm concerned about the future of this relationship. He's responded, she didn't disclose her full criminal history to me prior to the marriage. Hmm. Communication is very important in relationships. Don't just, just reveal part of your criminal history to your love. The plot thickens in that Koike revealed Cage asked her to start again 
in the right way just 12 days after filing for the annulment. So he said, listen, we ought to get back together, reset things. Come on now. Wow. We can talk about each other's criminal histories. So he's somewhat You can sm- drop your whole spousal support. So he is smitten with her, obviously. Oh, no, he's just a crazy person. <laughs> well, like he invests in, like, Tyrannosaurus skulls, and, like, he's got artifacts and various things. Are he's they a- dropping in value, Sean? No, they're not. <laughs> he was married to Patricia. They're not Ar- making any more of them. He was married to Patricia Arquette for a cup of coffee and yeah. Lisa Marie Presley for, oh, like, my, a week. I might, that's right. Because he has this Elvis fascination. Right. Right. He's actually pictured in this article wearing a uh, uh, three-button open, two-button open, two or three-button open black shirt and what appears to be some sort of black and white leopard striped sport coat. Yeah, I think one of the reasons he got an Oscar for playing a drunk is that he is a drunk. Mm. Again, I think he's good at it. Some more frank descriptors from Jack and Sean. <laughs> uh, I just think, you know, love is strange. Love is strange. I will your goddamn tongue out of the roof. Right, that's, that's the real Elvis. All right, set told down. So this gal who has had more uh, collagen in her lips than I've had gin in tonic um, is is trying to bilk him, and I think Nick is just, he's trying to get her back on his good side, so she drops the suit. But oh. can you imagine, can you imagine the moral bankruptcy of somebody who's married to a drunk actor for four days? Well, they get hammered and get married in Vegas in the wee hours, and then four days later when everybody sobers up and says, hey, listen, she said, no, I get spousal support on that. That's rich. I was trying to do the same thing to Elizabeth Taylor for like a decade. (laughs) Here's a couple that seems to be happily married. That would be Chasten or Chasten? How do you pronounce that name? No idea. C-H-A-S-T-E-N. Chasten? Never never heard of it in my life. That's the uh, husband of Mayor Pete Buttigieg. So we heard from him for the first time over the weekend, right? So for whatever reason in the modern era... Presidential hopefuls' spouses is a big deal. I have no idea why. I don't know why. The, whoever the CEO of my company, I don't know who her husband is or his wife, and I don't care. What they think or what they're like plays no role. But what in their the, causes. But in right. the world of uh, politics, we make a big deal out of it. And we heard from him for the first time this weekend, partially because Mayor Pete has become such a big deal. He's now basically tied for second in New Hampshire, having come out of nowhere of a mayor of Indiana. Uh, but they caught up with uh, Mayor Pete's husband, Chasen, um, outside of a play. He said, Pete Buttigieg's last name is Maltese. His father is from Malta. My name's Chasen Gelsman Buttigieg. I'm his husband. And I'm from Michigan and I've been a school teacher. So Pete has his name? Yes. No. Well, no. No, he's saying he, I'm I'm my name's hyphenate, hyphenated. Right. Okay. I'm keeping my last name and adding PS. Okay, gotcha. Um Pete and I got together through the internet, a widely known widely known dating app called Hinge. Mm. That a lot of people use for social social gathering. Oh yeah. So they got together on Hinge, whatever that is, which oh, is fine. Oh yeah. Um but he's got to know or somebody's going to have to tell him at some point that every one of these little stories becomes a thing mm. when you're running for president or our president. And and he uh, he does improv comedy. He mentioned oh, strike one. That, that's that's going to be, you know, he's probably got a wacky gene if he, he does st- improv comedy. Did he start taking suggestions from the press pool. <laughs> All right, I need a location. Get, <laughs> just give me a, a bus station, <laughs> laundromat. Okay, laundromat. I like it. Now a uh, an occupation. Fishmonger. Fishmonger, it is. I'm fishmonger at a bus station. (laughs) 
And he said, if we win, one thing I can tell you is this. There'll be lots of comedy albums and big music blasting from the White House. Oh, boy. And then he walked off. And I just thought, that kind of an answer, there, there's, there's something there, maybe. We mm. might be seeing more from Pete Buttigieg's husband. You have identified some real potential. Exactly. Yes. And I think the media will see that and think, okay, here's a live wire. Here's somebody that's going to say stuff when we, because nobody ever says anything. Right. We're going to, here's a guy who's going to say something. Now, when he says big, big music, what did he say? Blasting from the White House? Comedy albums, because he does improv comedy. You know? Right. Certainly. Comedy albums. Not much of a thing these days, but that's okay. You get your, your videos now. It'll be but. lots of comedy albums and big music blasting from the White House. Does he mean show tunes? I don't know. I mean, just, I, I wonder. I don't, I think maybe he wouldn't want to reinforce that stereotype. I just, not that it's a harmful one. Some people like show tunes. But doesn't And he, if you like show tunes, by golly, listen to them. I just, I just that, that's not a big deal. Those comments alone are not a big deal. But to me, it was just the fact that it is improv comedy and gave an answer like that. It's just a hint that perhaps. He's going to be fodder for some entertainment and a problem for Mayor Pete. You are clearly correct. <laughs> Which is exciting. Nicholas Cage, indeed, married four times. Patricia Arquette for six years in the 90s. Okay, that's a real marriage. Then Lisa Marie Presley for a year and a half. And that was just because he's got an Elvis fascination. Third wife, a, a nice gal. She gave birth to their son, Cal L, named after Superman. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And uh, then uh, the lovely Miss Quakey in Vegas for four well, days. Maybe this, maybe they'll turn this around. Maybe the fifth time's the charm. Exactly. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> 